Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Oh, yeah. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks who bring you locked on clips. Somehow we made it. 7 a.m. You can come hang every day. It's Five a days a week. Anyways, we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. We're going to kick things off with a preview of the upcoming matchup against the Blazers. We'll talk about what we need to do well to win that mm-hmm. one, as well as what could go wrong. Give you a couple of key matchups to take a look at. And then... It's my favorite day of the week. It's oh, yeah. Twitter Tuesday. Every single Monday, uh, prompt goes out on Twitter. That's at Locked On Clips. If you aren't already following, please do. Yeah. Uh, and thank you so much to everybody who sent these questions in ahead of time. We got a bunch of stuff, a bunch of questions Ooh. about the playoff lineups, yep. um, buyout market, all sorts of great stuff. So we can't wait to get into that. And then in shavings, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Boogie Cousins deal now that uh, the Clippers PR have made it official that he has been signed to this, What is this, the fifth time that this deal has this been made the, official? This is the final fail-safe <laughs> yeah. uh, to make sure that we know that it's real. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then we're also talking, the the NBA committee is, is talking about possibly some modifications for the 21-22 to 22 season, which feels insane to think about right now yeah uh, so i was we like just get through this one first <laughs> uh so all that and more coming up right about now but first gotta let you know this episode is brought to you by locker room download oh, yeah. the locker room app from the ios app store and find one of the locked on rooms locker room changing the way we talk about sports you are locked on clippers your daily los angeles clippers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day. All right, welcome to the Clippers versus Trailblazers preview. Yeah. Second time <clears throat> these two teams are meeting. First time was way back in December. Clash of the Titans. Kind of. P1 and P2. Yeah. Um, what we need to do well in this one, I, I just got to start off with the fact that we need to hit the shots they give us. Yeah. Because the Blazers are 29th in defensive rating mm-hmm. and have a net rating of plus Point four. Some narrow margins there. Very narrow margins. They score a lot, but they're middle of the road and opponent three-point attempts per game. That their clutch numbers blow the Clippers out of the oh, water. Oh, huh? no. <laughs> they're 29th in opponent two-point attempts a game, so maybe we'll see some more mid-range stuff from Kawhi or something like that. Maybe Marcus Morris. Um, bottom line, they're just not a very good defensive team, and I'm not saying that with any weird bias. They're just effectively not. No. They're bottom three in opponent efficiency <laughs> field goal percentage. Like, yeah. Teams are shooting basically their third best in the NBA against this team. So, so. It, it it's just there, right? Yeah. Like if the shots are falling and the defense is kind of good, I think we're going to be all right. So I think in games like this, uh, the defensive end for the Clippers, execution on that side becomes so much more important. Uh, obviously, we can't control whether shots are going in or not, but... I mean, this Portland's Portland's only shot at winning yeah. is by you know lighting it up and yeah. and blow and blowing you out offensively. So we need to use defensive pressure early, get them into less than ideal shots. Early is such a good part on that. We got to set the tone on this one. Yes, uh, they're already a somewhat inefficient offense. They're about 17th in the league in effective field goal percentage. They are top six in three point percentage Jesus. though. Okay. So we got to keep them out of their normal shot profile, like sort of hound them off the perimeter in this one, force them to take worse shots. Uh, they take the second most three point attempts in the league. Cannot let them start feeling it from deep early. <laughs> yeah, which like totally checks out. But they, we're going to talk about kind of, I mean, they have three guys who just when they get on a tear, it's just kind of like not over, but really hard for the team to get back into it. Really easy for them to, yeah, separate from the other team. So 
Uh, we got to kind of force them to battle for points in the paint, you know, kind of force them into that mid-range uh, sort of area that we're pretty fond of, of making teams shoot in. They they don't get to the line a lot, which is kind of surprising. So I don't yeah. know how aggressively they'll be attacking the basket. They are 22nd in free throw attempt rate, which is still better than the Clippers. <laughs> still not good better than the Clips. Just the bottom line is they're just not a good defensive team. And if no. we're able to hit shots, I have a hard time seeing the Clippers like struggle in this one. Yeah, uh, and to our credit, teams are hitting shots pretty well against against the Blazers. Yes, so they are. Uh, another thing we got to do is just use our size and length, to disrupt their offense. Uh, you know, I, I think that while they have some sort of traditional bigs, mm -hmm. we do have the size and sort of strength advantage at almost every other position. Yeah, uh, and they are a team that really doesn't turn the ball over. They're turning the ball over at like eleven and a half percent rate, which is second best in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, so I'd like to see some sort of active hands, sort of just flummoxing them early, like anything to keep this team out of rhythm. Really. Yeah, the rhythm is that really is just the biggest thing I'm worried about. Yes. Honestly, it's like just I mean, I guess that kind of goes into what we could go wrong. Um, they, they get off hot. We start cold. We're digging ourselves out of it in this one. And that is not the place you want to be against the place. They play at no. a slow pace, which is kind of surprising. Um, but we've seen teams kind of pick the pace up against us. We saw Denver do it. Yeah. Who plays, I think, at the second slowest pace. But it really didn't look like it when we played the Nuggets. No. Um, so I could see them maybe pushing that up. And they have there's So there's no Nurk in this one. Mm -hmm. which uh, they just kind of released. So, I mean, that helps us a bit, but definitely still, I just want to see shots going early. Yeah, I mean, they also just, they have so many dynamic scores. Like, the tables can turn really quickly. They have a 30-point-per-game guy in Dame and two 20-point-per-game regular scores in CJ yeah. uh, and Powell now. So, they definitely, like, the, the momentum can shift pretty quickly in this one. It's, yeah, not a team you want to be trailing early. Another thing is, well, with Nurk out, this changes things, but this front court matchup is kind of interesting. So mm -hmm. I don't know if they move Ennis into the starting lineup or they end up going a little bit smaller with oh, Covington. Yeah. Uh, I think of the two, I would probably, if I were Stotts, I'd probably <laughs> opt to go maybe a little smaller with Covington. Yeah. Just because... He's their best defender. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. And, I mean, Cantor will get murdered if he's, like, trapped in pick and rolls against... Yeah uh against Anybody. the starters so yeah what are some key matchups we should take a look for in this one key matchups so when we played them in december um covington and Derek jones jr guarded Kawhi and pg the most didn't really help them in any way Kawhi was a combined four of six pg was a combined four of eight i mean they they both combined for 51 13 and 14 with only three turnovers against them damn so there's very much a chance that the 2-1-3 game happens and like you mentioned they have to put Covington, if they have to play him more than he's used to, that just helps Kawhi mm -hmm. and PG even more. I'm curious to see what happens with the uh, Giles, maybe? Yeah, um, yeah. Because he's kind of deeper in their center rotation. Yeah. Um, but I think Kawhi and PG, are, they're primed to have a big game in this one. It'd be nice to see PG, you know, build on that last three-point shooting performance that he had. Absolutely. Uh, I want to see him go at Dame, too, anytime they're, yes. like anytime they're playing against each other. Me, too. So I'm not really sure what happens with their with the Blazers' defense against those two. And then in terms of those guys, I hope PG... I'm less so worried about this with Kawhi. I hope PG's pain isn't too bad in his toe, because that mm -hmm. was very much an issue in that yeah. last game. Um, so I just hope he's looking healthy there, and maybe he's on a minutes restriction. I don't know, but... I hope we get to he see was last game, game, I believe. Yeah. Uh, 
Very loose. Very loose minutes restriction, dude. These minutes restrictions like don't mean anything, I feel like, because they're like, what's based on how it feels? You're like, okay, so not a real restriction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> One thing to keep your eyes at, uh, eyes on if this is a close game is these teams are pretty neck and neck in terms of offensive rebounding percentage. We're at like 26.7%. They're at 27%, so very, very close. For all intents and purposes, the same. Uh, but the Blazers are giving up a lot of offensive rebounds to, to opponents. Uh, their opponents are... Picking up offensive reboard rebounds at around twenty eight percent, which is like bottom five in the league. So, oh yeah, you're getting a lot of second chance points. So, if this game ends up being close, uh, keep an eye on those second chance points because that could be the difference maker. I hope we get a big game with. I just want Zoo to keep showing why he should be starting. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't think that's you know especially with Nurk out now, he's going to help that out. But it just the team looks so damn good. Um, Clippers versus containing their backcourt. Yeah. That's the issue in this one, right? That's the biggest kind of, you know, Damon CG combined for 45 in our meeting in December against them. Um, we're going to have to set the tone really early. Reggie's going to have to be locked in really early. Um, I'm not really sure what to expect with the Rondo minutes. When he's on the floor, I imagine he's getting hunted yeah. for mismatches. So Terrence Mann, if, you know, these two come off the bench together again, He's going to have to cover for Rondo a lot. This game is going to be kind of telling of what the defense will look like against an elite backcourt, which we're going to see in the playoffs. Absolutely. When yeah. Rondo's on the floor, right? Because, yeah. like, that is – that's reliability. People talk about how his defense has improved a bit. You know, I'm, I'm hoping it has, and I'm excited to see it. But this is a great litmus test for your second game in is Definitely. Damon CJ. Yeah. I don't think we'll see Luke Kennard very much either also. It'll be interesting to see, but probably not. Right. Pro- probably not. What's your prediction um, for this one? So I think the Clippers can put this one away comfortably, uh, provided that they come out with the uh, like the defensive intensity. Like, look, I mean, the Blazers are a really good offensive team. I think if we're really putting the clamps to them, we can even even kind of weather some poor shooting. Um, yeah. Not you know terrible. <laughs> shooting, I was going to say, hey. but. Uh, we, we can even overcome some some deficiencies if we're having some trouble on the offensive end. Yeah, I'm really hoping to see Marcus Morris continue his stretch of elite <laughs> play. Man, I hope he gets started again like he did against the Lakers. That was wild. Yeah, like that's going to be something I'm looking for. Um, we don't really know what's going to happen with... I mean, we're going to see some Patterson minutes, I'm assuming, because I can't imagine... DeMarcus Cousins is going to get time in this one. No, probably not. Um, so that's going to be... So, I just... I think the Clippers are just too top-heavy right now, and I think some of these stats for the Blazers team, it just doesn't work against the Clippers team like this. Yeah. You can't have the 29th-rated defense. And, like, I mean, I guess if they want to get into a shootout with us, but if we're hitting shots at the normal clip, which is still absurd, I don't see us... Really I just hope it doesn't come to that. I really hope yeah, it doesn't right? come like, to that. Yeah, right? Like, also that. Like, it would be nice to see, I, you know, and part of me, too, is, like, I want PG's minutes restriction to be very real. I want this game. I don't want PG. Like, it's not going to be a blowout, right? Like, we know that. Um, but the defense has been playing well enough that, I yeah, I'd love it if Paul George could play not as much as his usual. And, you know, watching Kawhi's minutes, because he's probably going to get a heavier load in this one. If it has to be closer, he's probably going to play that full first again. I mean, he always plays full first. Yeah. Um, so, but I, I think we got this one. I'm feeling pretty good about this one. Good, good. <laughs> uh, let us know what you think at Locked on Clips. Coming up, we're answering your fantastic uh, Clippers fan questions from Twitter Tuesday. But first, 
We have to give another shout out to Locker Room. It is the uh, live audio-only sports talk platform that is free to download and use. You can talk to uh, other fans, athletes, and insiders, and some of the hosts on the Locked On Network, which is a good time. Uh, you can start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and the games in general. Talk with other sports fans. You can join in on conversations with the whole Locked On Network, which is a very good time, and have a chance to be featured on podcasts. Get those takes featured. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, which means you have to have an actual functioning Twitter account, which helps weed out certain individuals from some uh, of these Weed out the weirdos. Um, follow at NBA to be notified when the rooms go live and make sure that you show up with your spiciest takes. Okay, so we're back with Twitter Tuesday. Once again, thank you so much to everyone who sent those questions in ahead of time. Oh, yeah. Love to hear from you. If you ever want a chance to get your question featured on the show, go ahead, send that over to at Locked On Clips. For sure. So Chuck, where are we kicking this thing off? Let's start with some schedule talk and maybe some PG stuff too. We have a question from Dentar Thurden. I don't know how it's pronounced. I apologize, but you sent some great questions and thank you very much. It said, according to Justin Russo at Fly By Night, which check him out on Twitter. Fantastic follow for Clippers content. Uh, we have the easiest strength of schedule moving forward. Given the situation with PG, what are the odds they have him rest up with the other injured guys and just take their chances with everyone else out for a couple weeks? Would it be worth it? Not um, bad at this question. Yeah. So, I mean, it, look, I still think that there's like a ramping up aspect that needs to be done um, because, you know, he already has missed time. And I mean, if this is... if. If where we're at with PG is is it solely a pain management thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Like if they're confident enough that there's not any chance of worsening the injury, then yeah. I'm all for sure not playing him in back to backs, not playing him in one yeah. of the games. Take if the games have, off, you can day if take we have, off. Yeah, if we thing. have three games in four days, maybe he only plays in two of them. Yeah, uh, something like that. But I do think that it's going to be important. But on the flip side, if there's any chance of reaggravating this injury, get him out, sit him down. Yes, like, sit him out for the rest of the stretch. There are some important seeding games, despite us having you know the easiest schedule coming up. We still do play the Suns twice. We got to play the Nuggets. Got to play the Lakers again. Uh, so it's. You know, it's it's not a it's not fully a cakewalk, but um, you know, there's chances to rest him. Um, yeah. I was texting with uh, Brian Cullen, host of the Clipset Pod. He thinks PG should just be kind of just shut down. So I, I like I'm in favor of that approach. To contradict <laughs> myself, I'm I'm also <laughs> in favor of that approach. Like like I said, if there's any chance of re-injuring this, I think yeah, put him on ice. Yeah, yeah, and like I mean, Ibaka's been gone so like it's like just. We got some games. We play the Pistons twice and stuff like that. Like, there's some games where we he, play the Rockets. I think three times, <laughs> at least where, twice, where he could take off and enjoy it. But yeah, we just need him healthy for the playoffs. Um, at two one three connect asks, with our injury uh, ticks, especially in the playoffs, do you guys think we should add that last guy to max our roster to be that extra body for Kawhi and PG on defense? Kind of like a guy like Michael K. Gilchrist or Glenn Robinson the third, et cetera. I think absolutely. I was gonna say you don't have to you don't have to tell us twice about GR three. We want him on this team. Yeah, yeah. And we need a defensive. Clippers content was tweeting at us. They're like, maybe a defensive small forward or something. I'm like, yeah, like a wing. Yeah. Something, because we just need bodies. A team like this that's this hurt, we need guys. Yeah, yeah. We need bodies. We need people who can guard guards, I think, especially. I mean, with the boogie cut, like the, the boogie signing things are a little still, I feel like, unsettled at the five. I mean, yeah. I, I it's guess. It's only 10 days. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I guess if you're confident enough that Serge is going to be ready 
for a healthy playoff run, then this becomes less Oof. important. But I still think for where we're at right now, we, we still need somebody who we can be relatively certain is going to be healthy. I mean, is that asking too much? Not at all. And then the other kind of issue with this is by the time you're listening to this on uh, April 6th, the Clippers will have until the 9th to sign someone who's playoff eligible. Yes. So not a whole lot of time. No. Which is making me kind of nervous, if I'm being totally honest. Um, Yeah, we need a defensive guy. We need someone who's going to... Like, the way I think about it, right? Like, if we sign a defensive person, that basically means that Patterson's not getting any minutes if Boogie's healthy, I think. Yeah, I mean, does Patterson de facto usurp? Like the new guy that we would sign aside from Boogie? Yeah, I don't know. Not if it's a defensive guy, but... I don't, yeah, man, I just, availability is just so crucial for this Clippers team. Mm-hmm. And not having a full roster feels like a borderline major oversight at this point, if I'm being honest. I, and I know, there, I know there's cap issues and stuff, but like... So I, th- I guess the other thing is, though, is like, are we going to be singing this same tune in May when truly only eight guys are playing? Yeah, you know, for sure. I, I think like... Looking at it through the lens of 20 more games, yes. Why would you why would you not just have your entire roster <laughs> Dude, filled out? Yeah. Like if you can have the guys there's there, no logic telling me that you should have an open roster spot. Yeah. If you I in mean in this season, especially with like no training camp and all that. Yes, stuff. and all the like all the uncertainty. Um, but I do think that, you know, some of these things that we're worrying about right now might prove i mean i I, like knock on wood i don't want to jinx anything but like might prove to be a little bit moot when we're looking at actual playoff rotations right for sure yeah this is more yeah this is just purely i think something is probably going wrong if demarcus cousins is playing a bunch is breaking minutes in the in the playoff rotation like i don't really see cracking the rotation yeah this is definitely like we just need to be healthy for like that last week of the season yeah because you have that crazy four game road trip yep um yeah, I hope we, well, we need to sign someone soon if they're also going to play in the playoffs. Um, at the Pressed LAC guy asks, provided all of our new signings gel together well, do we really need any more players to win a chip? So, yes. From the elongated perspective of guys need to be healthy. I, more rest time mean? for Kawhi and PG is basically all I'm asking for. Or anybody. <laughs> like, they need that time to be able to not play as much like but then we're in that thing where they need i disagree time, like, i disagree i think that they like once again <clears throat> like they, whoever we sign isn't going to come in and be like a contributor to the championship itself yeah 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 but i, I just like it goes back to just having a full roster yeah i i mean i think the thing for me is that like minutes need to be ramped up you need i mean yeah. we saw we heard last year at least that there were stories of guys you know, needing to be pulled out because they're they, too tired. They weren't ready. And, yeah. you know, that was a different situation. They'd had a bunch of months off of basketball and then got thrust into a whole thing. But look, man, it's it's kind of like when teams lose after like clinching the division in the NFL and then like they have the week off and then immediately lose the next week. Like yeah. reps are just important. And I think so long as you're doing it safely and like you're, you know, as certain as you can be, because there's no 100% yeah. certainty, but as certain yeah. as you can be that guys aren't going to be getting injured then they need to be ramping up minutes. I think it's crucial. That's a good call. And that really just only rests on PG. Yeah. And whatever Bev and Serge come back. Yeah. Because like the Serge thing too, I'm like, what the hell's going on? Um, Corey DiBiase, speaking of Serge, said, should Zoo start from now on even when Serge gets back to healthy? 
I am personally not worried about the starter. Like, I, I don't care who the starter is. Yeah. I do think that Zoo should be the closer. And I yeah. think that we've seen enough um, to where that argument is pretty strong, maybe matchup dependent. You can throw something different at it, or if Surge is having a good shooting night or whatever. But overall, I mean, like, look, the defense just looks better with Zoo in there. It just does. Uh, yeah. So I, I think, you know, in, in crucial, you know, crunch time minutes, clutch minutes, whatever, uh, it does make sense for Zoo to be in there. I like him, and I'm also like, I don't know if Surge would be chill with coming off the bench. I mean, not in a weird way, but. I don't think that he's too concerned about it in this point of his career. That's fair. I, like, I could be wrong. I like Zoo starting because it sets that tone so well. There's such a nice, strong defensive tone started when That's Zoo's a good out point. there. And like when Surge is hitting shots from the outside, it's early. You're like, oh, shit, this is great. But well, what's he more does important, different things defensively yeah. than, than Zoo does. But what's more important, I think, is having that presence. But again, I'm more, yeah, I'm kind of on the like just more total minutes than Surge. Yeah. Don't care when they happen. Yeah. Um, and maybe with Surge's injury stuff, I mean, that's another thing too. Like, yeah, maybe Zoo should just be starting and Surge yeah. should just be coming off the bench and, and you know, spottier minutes. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, we got a bunch of questions about the playoff rotation. Um, which doesn't seem like it'll be figured for a bit, right? Because we don't have anyone, we don't have a fully healthy guard or center rotation. So mm -hmm. like, it's not even like we can, like we're putting these new sets in and stuff without our actual starting lineup or pieces of it. I mean, we also know that Ty Lu is, I mean, not rabbit in the hat is the wrong term, but he's like a guy who likes to play the cards a little close. He's coy. And then, yeah, and then change things up a little bit in the playoffs. So I think we'll see some looks at it. I mean, once again, once we have a healthy roster. Um, but I, I am curious to see what this is going to look like. I mean, there's only, I feel like there's a more finite level of, of combinations, especially currently. That's a good call. Um, but yeah, we'll see. It's going to be interesting. We got another question too. Um, OD underscore thoughts asks, looks like Reggie's ahead of Luke on the depth chart. 100% yes. Do you see that sticking in the playoffs? Or are they both not in the playoff rotation, assuming full health? I think Reggie is still in the playoff rotation, even at full health. I think Reggie still is in the playoff rotation. And I said on last episode, we might see a Luke playoff game. I think Luke is on the fringe of it. I think there, that's maybe like, because it's either, I think it's between Luke and Man. Like, I don't know if Man's in the playoff rotation. I don't know. He's it's played a lot depends. of minutes this year, too. Yeah. Like, compared to what he played last year, obviously. So I don't know. I think Reggie definitely is. Though. Reggie's definitely ahead of him. And I think it's like a thing at this point where, I mean, Reggie has effectively been the starting guard for the Clippers. Yeah. Because, so. like, Bev's availability, we can't sit here and pretend like Bev's going to be available for the whole playoff. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, it's getting to the point now where we're getting so close that, like, you know, if we think about continuity and stuff that maybe we didn't last year, like, is there value to just keeping Reggie in there and maybe Pat just comes off the bench Dude, now? couldn't agree more. Like, it's there. The team is playing very well with him as a starter. Like, I'm not mad at that. Um, at Akung to the uh, asks, what's the expectation for DeMarcus Cousins off the bench? What production is he expected for the signing to be considered a success? Just not be a net negative completely on defense and throw some good passes? I don't know. That's all I'm looking for. Yeah, the, I mean, like, the most, <laughs> the most exciting thing about... Uh, Cousins is the passing ability. Um, per, I mean, like to me personally, like yeah. defensively, I, I mean, there's nothing there to get excited about. Yeah, just be better than Patterson. Yeah, that's all I'm looking for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If he could do that, that'd be great. Uh, I don't even know that we'll need the passing or that we have enough time to sort of unlock something like that. But yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, just not be a net negative, I think, is the best that we can hope for. Yeah. If he ends up, you know, getting playing time with this team. Which we're going to talk about the next segment, which might be, it might be weird. Um, and then uh, at uh, Carlos Aceto asks, can y'all rant on the Valley sports change? And what do you think they need to change to make it better? Okay, so first off, the graphics sucks. They're like the, all bad. The, the, like the graphics, I, A, the logo, to, to start, the logo is not very good. <laughs> New logo, Valley Sports. Uh, and then you get into like the... The score bug the, and everything. Oh my God. Which I, is bad for every sport. I, Everyone on Twitter, it doesn't matter if you're an NHL fan, an MLB fan, an NBA fan, they hate the score bug. I feel like they're trying to do that thing where they're like trying to rewrite what a lower thirds is in sports. And yep. It's like, no, man, it's been the same thing with some very minor like changes. We know and what updates. it should be. And I don't know. It's a like, small little box. I'll never get over the bonus thing either. <laughs> that they, Instead of putting the bonus below the team score, like yeah. every broadcast has ever done since they've started doing it, they put it above and it like cuts into the frame. It's horrible. And then there's like half of the ticker isn't used a lot of the time. It oh, just that, says like, that, welcome it's, to it's Valley ridiculous. Sports. Yes, totally. You're like, okay. And then, I mean, this is for more of the baseball crowd. The Fox Sports sports box ticker for baseball was beautiful. It was a tiny little square, had a little diamond on it. You knew all the pertinent information you needed in a very small part of the screen that was in nowhere in the field of play. The one for Valley Sports is stretched all the way at the bottom. Yeah. Like it's that old school thing of like, we should stretch it. No, you should have as little space taken up as possible. Yeah. And I don't want to say, like, I don't want to say that we fear change or like rocking the vote, but I just feel like a lot of times I just feel like these places are overthinking it. It's too much. It's like the, it's like the court level POV angle on the broadcast that yeah. drives me insane. We don't want it. I can't see the whole court, yeah. man. I can't <laughs> see the play unfold. We don't want it. Um, also... Yeah, get better ads. Don't. It's so weird. It's like this logo means something. You're a sports channel. Yeah. That used to be gyms. I don't know. Anyway, shout out to Carlos for that great question. Um, coming up, we're gonna be talking Boogie Cousins' 10 day and how much he's gonna play, and then some possible new rule changes. But first, Will Auto Parts, talk to me. Where can we buy them? All right. As you know, I love Auto Parts. Auto Parts aficionado. The best place to go to get Auto Parts is Rock Auto. Look, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional store chain front. So why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating line of questioning? And why wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brands his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. I love rockauto.com because they're a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or a daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Speaking of prices, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And we also have a good shout out to Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the uh, NHL, the NCAA, hope you got your bets in because that's almost over too, uh, are in full swing. 
BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Okay, so we're back with shavings and we're going to talk a little bit more about the DeMarcus Cousins signing. He has yeah. been officially signed to the team. Official, press official, release, official. Press release went out and everything. <laughs> so I guess the, the big question, the nagging question is, how many games will we possibly see Boogie in in this 10-day span? It's weird, right? So we play six games between April 5th and the 15th. And I can't imagine we'll see him in the Blazers game tonight, the night you're listening to this. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, so. I would think so. And then, I, I don't know. I saw some people tweeting that they're like, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play in any games, kind of a la... The Joe Kim Noah minute. Yeah. But I think he'll have more minutes than Joe Kim. Yeah. Which was, I mean, it's not hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, his career and his athleticism is in a little bit better of a place than maybe Joe Kim's was. Um, yes. It's, it's interesting because here, here's the question, right? Like, and this is just a, a general thing about the NBA. It's like, what... What gives you the most value out of a 10-day contract? Because obviously a call. you, you yeah. get a good idea to shop for fit, very safe for a team. Yeah. Can you go off of what you're just seeing in practice? <laughs> yeah, in or those like, 10 days. Like, is, is that truly enough? Or like, because I, I would feel that you would need to see what it looks like in game. For if, sure. If you're seriously considering, you know, making this a signing and it's not just, a you know, sort of a training camp sort of deal. Yeah. Like he's not even practicing with a fully healthy squad, right? Like mm-hmm. he's gonna be running some weird rotations in practice. Um, I mean, I like that there's chemistry between him and Rondo, obviously. Mm-hmm. Very much a vibe. And Patterson. Play. And Patterson, college buddies. Um Yeah, I know I would I bet we sign him to another 10-day contract. Mm-hmm. But it just feels kind of like a stopgap, which I'm fine with. I just don't Do you want if Surge was back, I would have a lot more to say i think yeah but like that like maybe we'll see him a shit ton yeah I was for gonna boogie say, not like not like a, yeah, a real yeah, shit ton. Yeah, yeah. um but do you want demar do you want to see demarcus cousins playing suited up for the clippers because where i'm sitting right now <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and say yes i at least <laughs> compared w- to patterson yeah i, I was gonna say yeah i i at least want to give it a look because the alternative is what the alternative is right yeah, now minus six and a 29 point blowout yeah yeah so i i mean I, I don't know like like i haven't been jazzed on this signing but i think that it it is interesting someone just asked what we think the risks of signing him are uh I don't think there's any risk. There's no risk to signing him to a 10-day contract. There's oh, just signing him to a 10-day zero risk other than you can't, you know, roster another guy if you wanted to sign somebody else to a mid. Oh, so we can't even roster. Well, you just oh, aside we, from Cousins. We can roster one other person. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. like, okay. let's say Cousins doesn't work out, we'll be past yeah, the date. Like, we'll be past the date to sign somebody who would be playoff eligible. Yeah, that's a good call. So, I, I mean, that's the only risk. But like, once again, I, I feel like I'm, I, I've kind of been contradictory on this during this podcast. But like, once again, it looking at these twenty games, want a full roster, no questions about yeah. it. Any single spot that can be filled that we can fit under the cap, let's fill it. Yeah, but. 
in the playoffs, some of this stuff kind of becomes moot because we're looking at eight guys. Yeah, we're not we're not signing a guy on the buyouts who's gonna come in and crush in the playoffs for us. I don't think. most likely not. Ho- honestly, hopefully not. Yeah, because that sure. would mean that we have some injuries or yeah. something. Um, closing out this episode. The NBA Competition Committee is considering potential modifications for 21-22, which feels so far away, such as evaluating whether to recommend to Board of Governors to modify the coach's challenge by either awarding a second challenge if successful or ensuring teams keep time out in the successful challenge. I mean, I guess. I I get the utility of a second coach's challenge, but no thank you, man. Put a timer on it. They need to do it in a certain amount of time. Yeah, maybe. But then I feel like the refs are just going to stick to their guns more. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I I, I don't know. I I think that the coaching, like, I think that the coach's challenge has overall been successful. I do think that, you know, sometimes it is important. Um, But I I don't know, man. Already, sometimes the game gets so damn slow that, like, it makes it just not fun to watch. And I would rather... I honestly, even if I'm on the receiving end of it, I would rather see a bad call than have to go through. What if you had to go through four coaches challenges in the last five minutes of a game? Yeah. Like, no, thank you. Because a lot, I mean, they're used in spite most of the time, too. Like, yeah. if you're used early and it doesn't matter. I don't know. I mean, I think I think that an extra keeping time, the time out, keeping the time out, I think is fine. Yeah. I, I also like the. There should be a challenge clock, like a chess clock. Yeah, the other, oh, the other coach yeah. starts it. And yeah, then you have. I, I also like the thing that that there is only one, so you have to be a little bit choosy in when you're going to yeah. use it. It's you know, it's for something sort of important. Hundred percent. We'll see what happens. Um, that about wraps it up for today's episode. Wednesday's episode recap of that hopeful victory over the Blazers. A what you say Wednesday poll over on Locked On Clips. So go ahead and check that out. Something related to the Clippers will be asked, and you can vote on it. And of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. Will, where is this podcast found? Uh, you can find us on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. You can tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. Always works. Uh, as we mentioned up top, we come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. We would love to have your listen. So yeah, rock with us. Come hang out. It's a good time. Early in the morning if you want or late at night. Still around too. Uh, I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William, the opinion updike. We appreciate you.